Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. Uh, we're really trying to grow the podcast and it would really help us if you would leave us a review. So go on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast and leave us a review. It's going to help more people find out about us. So we appreciate it. Now let's get to the show. back with the coyote fitness podcast hunter here coming to you from the madison studios once again and today we are back with a recurring guest mrs meredith swindle glad to have you meredith thanks for having me so uh meredith is uh our newest coach at our madison location she's uh coaching uh afternoon class as well as the kids class and also doing some softball specific training so we're really excited to have her on the on the team and we're also going to catch up on with her on, on her life stuff, and she's been on multiple times talking about her competition career, and so this will be a great opportunity for her to uh, catch everybody up and give us some tips. So, Meredith, why don't you fill everybody in on uh, what's happened since the last time you were on? Well, uh, my life has pretty much taken a 180 from the last time we were talking about CrossFit and competing, and pretty much my whole life was devoted to that, and... I just kind of reached a point in my career where I felt like it was time to stop putting off starting a family. And um, my husband and I are now uh, almost 19 weeks pregnant. We're due in May, so we're really, really excited about that, but also pretty nervous about all the changes that are occurring so fast. That's exciting. So uh, you're going to have a little... What? A, a, what? <laughs> a little girl. A little girl, that's right. Another and girl to add to the Owen Swindle clan. And what's her name going to be? Uh, Blakely Marie Swindle. That's that's really exciting. So walk us through that um, kind of this last year of competition and um, the decision to uh, kind of move on with your life. You know, kind of walk us through all, how that how that went down. Yeah, it, I think probably from the outside it seems like a quick choice, but it was something that had been coming for a while. I had felt for, you know, since my husband and I got married, we had planned on having a family and we want a, a pretty big family and um, I'm not getting younger. So I knew for a long time that I wanted to devote everything that I could to competing to CrossFit. So he was happy to, to wait and be patient for me, which I was really thankful for that. And then the best thing about my husband is I never felt any pressure from him but kind of as the year progressed, um, the working out and the training was my favorite part that I used to love. And it just became like a job. I would wake up in the morning and head to the gym dreading what I was going to have to do as opposed to before when I would wake up and be excited and looking forward to see like, I don't know if I can do this and let's see what happens today. Whereas I had just kind of put this expectation on myself, like I've got to do my absolute best every single day that I come in. And it was just unrealistic expectations, especially with the load that we do when we're trying to train at that level. But um, about January, I just started feeling burnout, which is basically the beginning of the season. And so I just kind of put that those feelings aside and stayed focused on the goal and as the year progressed further and further it was like those feelings just were like something taking up space from my trunk all the way to my back seat and before I knew it they took over and were driving my car just because you know I was just pushing them down so bad 
And it wasn't until after I finished my competition and stepped away that I could really take a look at what I was feeling and what was important to me anymore or what was important to me now that what used to be super important to me. You know, it was like all that was important to me was training and the CrossFit Games and suddenly that wasn't important to me anymore. The only thing that was important that I was looking forward to was starting a family. And so, um, my husband and I talked about that. We took, I took some time, um, to think about it. And then here we are. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the, the semifinals. Cause I know a lot of people watched you compete and, um, I know you were not happy with how you did at the semifinals, but you were also conflicted because you were kind of ready to move on. So t- talk a little bit about that process that weekend. And you and I, you know, we talked through a lot of it and, um, it was definitely a really tough weekend, but just what, what, how did that go down? What, what were you thinking? You know, what were you feeling at that point during that, the, during that three day competition? Yeah. So the weekend started with a really long workout with some heavy sled pulls and I'm blacked out about six minutes into a 30 or maybe 35 minute cap workout. I can't remember which. And I remember getting off of the treadmill, which was in the middle and just kind of stumbling and fumbling around and not really knowing where I was and what was going on. So, you know, in hindsight, I look at that as like, I came out way too fast and way too hard. And basically just, I felt like I need to accomplish this goal of making it to the CrossFit games. So I don't have to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I went into that workout, like I'm going to go as hard as I can to make sure I get my goal as opposed to being myself and playing the workouts to my strengths and weaknesses. And so after that workout, it was pretty much survival mode for the next two days of competition. Uh, The second workout of the day was some muscle-ups with a backpack on that I had practiced literally five times with a heavier backpack, unbroken every time, cruise through it, and then I get to the competition and I'm failing muscle-ups and having to break it up from the start. I was kind of in shock and just at that point really frustrated with I knew I was prepared, but I couldn't figure out why I wasn't executing. And um, so when you're in that competition setting, you're just like straight to survival. I just was eating everything that I can, trying to sleep as much as I could, woke up the next day just honestly grumpy and upset to be there because it was, I felt like I had blown my chance and I was thinking, gosh, I'm going to have to do all this all over again for a whole nother year just to get what I want. And um, the the third workout went about the same as the second workout, just way underperformed from what I had done in practice. And halfway through the day, I was like, you know what? This is miserable. I'm not having fun. I do this for fun. It's not like even the, the most successful CrossFit athletes are making crazy amounts of money. Um, so it's like, why am I killing myself and being so upset about something that I do for fun and so the second workout that day I was just like we're gonna go have fun and it was running and then a heavy snatch and I I still look back and think man I could have hit I hit 185 and I just ran out of time to hit 195 I barely missed it with like a second left and so that's one of those things that'll kind of haunt me is you know I knew I had more snatch in the tank but at that point it didn't matter it was just about enjoying it again and I had fun out there and so I went to bed that night again ate a whole bunch went to sleep and then by Sunday the 
the tide was pretty much set on who was going to make it. And I definitely was out of that realm. And so it was like, now I can just relax and enjoy competing again. And Sunday was the most fun day and my best perform my last two best performances. I, th- I, st- I still think that I didn't quite do what I'd done in practice because that first workout had just destroyed me physically from going so hard. But at least I was a lot closer to my, my practice times and I enjoyed it a lot more. That's something I think that people don't really understand unless they've done, you know, a three day competition like that and ever have blown up and been redlined. Like you were in the red line zone for like 20 minutes in that workout. Right. It's just, you're not going to recover that weekend from that. And that's why you see people at the CrossFit games or at other competitions just really underperform because they, they blow up the first workout and they can't ever recover. And so, um, it's, it's always disappointing, but it's just something that, you know, you, that's one of the reasons why the, the people that are super successful are successful every year. Cause they understand how to pace themselves over the weekend, not just in a workout and know how to stay away from that red line. Well, you know, so many people enjoyed watching you and I know you felt like you didn't perform your best and perform as well as you could have. And, you know, I've watched you compete plenty of times and I know I can tell just from watching you, whether you're, you're at your peak or not. And I knew that wasn't anywhere close to what your potential was, but at the same time, like, even if you had dotted every I and crossed every T and knocked out of the part, it's still not a guarantee that it would have turned out the way you were. And so the bigger thing was, you know, what you were feeling and what you, um, you know, thought about competing and you and I talked about if you had made it to the games, you were not ready to get back to training and you were almost glad that you didn't make it because you didn't have to train that summer and you were able to, to back off. And that's just one of the things about the sport is that it's so demanding and it, it, it just takes so much out of you that that's why you see all these people taking years off and retiring early. And it's just so easy to burn out because it d- demands so much. And so ultimately we both know that it, it turned out the way it was, it was supposed to. And so, you know, walk us through how that, how it was, uh, that summer, you know, you were, you've been training pretty much two years straight for a full-time job, plus having another job and spending all day at the gym by yourself and on the weekends by yourself. What was it like all of a sudden to, um, have some free time again? Right. Yeah. I want to circle back to say one thing about the competition that really opened my eyes to the experience. And, you know, at, it was in a convention center. So all of the athletes kind of congregated outside of the front of the building at the end of each workout And after every single workout, half the girls were crying. Mm -hmm. And I was just looking around like, we do this for fun. (laughs) Why is nobody enjoying it? And it's what exactly what you said. Like, it's so hard. It's so strenuous. And it takes so much out of you, just not even physically, but mentally. And so it just felt like something that the return didn't meet the investment. Yeah. Um, But moving on to what the summer was like, it honestly felt like a breakup. You know, I felt a loss and a sense of um, just uh, overall sadness, um, missing having that purpose when I woke up each day. And I knew that I didn't want to be training all day, but I also wanted a purpose for a reason I woke up in the morning. And so it was a lot of downtime of being bored and thinking a lot, reading and reflecting on what had happened and just kind of trying to process and give myself space and time for process because to process because my entire life from the time that I woke or the time that I can remember was training for softball as an athlete. And then I jumped straight from training as a softball athlete to training as a CrossFit athlete. And I, that whole last year, I kept saying, I just want time 
where I'm not pursuing something. Well, this summer was that time of me not pursuing something and I was miserable. I was like, no wonder I have filled my life with something to chase because I get so bored and so down when I'm not doing that. And so it was kind of just a reflection on why do I feel like I need to be pursuing something to feel that sense of worth and feel that sense of purpose. And I don't think that I have the answer yet, but I'm a lot closer to kind of finding my way through that than I was back in May. So you spent a, a significant amount of time trying to figure out what was next. And um, I think that's such a crucial part for all of us. And we've all had different periods of our life of transition. And that was definitely a transition period for you. And then um, a few months later, you got pregnant, right? That's right. So that's right. Uh, so what was... How did you feel, you know, when, once you determined that you were pregnant and thinking about the future and all that type of stuff? Yeah, it was obviously so exciting. And I didn't realize how excited my husband was going to be and watching his excitement and just how much he has changed already um, has been like one of the most heartwarming parts of this whole process. And then obviously our families have really rallied around us and that to me is so special. I have my nieces and nephew that I, of course I love to death, but thinking about it actually being our own has just kind of been um, so exciting. But there's, it's not all flowers and rainbows either because, you know, I've laughed and said, I'm the fattest I've ever been, but I'm the skinniest I'm going to be for the next four months. Mm -hmm. And that has been a big transition mindset wise in the gym. And I knew when I got pregnant, I was like, okay, when my belly gets really big, I'm definitely going to have to scale some stuff back, but I'm going to hold on to as much fitness as I can for as long as possible. And then it was like two days after my first positive test, I did a burpee and I had to bend over because I couldn't breathe. And I was just like, whoa, this is way harder than I thought it was going to be. And that first trimester was the hardest thing I've ever been through. I was sick a lot. I was extremely tired. I mean, you name a pregnancy symptom, I had it. And I took pride in being healthy before I got pregnant and taking care of my body. So when I had a headache, I drank more water and my headache went away, you know, things like that. But when you're pregnant, there's nothing you can do. You're out of control. And I think that was the biggest piece for me was learning how to surrender and not be in control and lose the pride because there's literally nothing I can do and I'm growing a human being which is the most important thing that I'm doing right now and I'm super excited about it but it doesn't make it easy so how have you been able to mentally make that shift of in the gym of being the fittest person that walks in the door every day to the person that's there um, to get a good workout and is going to be pretty far down the leaderboard on sugar wide. <laughs> have I made that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still difficult. I have to remove myself from the class sometimes. And I'm lucky that my doctor also has done CrossFit. And so she just encouraged me, do what feels good. If it doesn't feel good, stop. And so that has kind of given me some peace of mind when I'm in a class. It happened this morning. I'm in a class. I'm going real fast. I feel great. And then I stand up off the rower and I've got some lower ligament pain. And so I'm like, okay, I can push through this and probably not be able to work out the rest of the week or slow down, get on the bike and feel better. And so 
just, you know, being able to step back and look at the bigger picture has helped a lot. Um, it was a lot harder at the beginning when nobody knew I was pregnant just because people were constantly, you know, what's wrong? Why didn't you, you know, go so hard today? Or why didn't you do this movement today? And I just kind of shielded the question. It's not that we were trying to hide the pregnancy, but as everybody knows, those first few weeks can be scary. And so we were just kind of waiting to tell everybody. And um, I think a lot of people knew before we told them, which is really sweet of everybody to be paying attention. But it's still it's still hard. You know, my identity was wrapped up in being an athlete, not necessarily, you know, the fittest person, but at least, you know, taking good care of my body and being strong and athletic. And not that I'm not those things now, but it's a lot different. So tell us about the uh, the gender reveal. <laughs> Best gender reveal ever. So uh, luckily I have two amazing brothers and an amazing sister and plus my mom. So she, my mom found out the gender about a week before we had scheduled a gender reveal. And I had seen a gender reveal before where it was two brothers and they had one had dressed up in pink and one had dressed up in blue and swam across the swimming pool. So I was like, man, that'd be cool if we could do a CrossFit style workout with my two brothers. And I <laughs> ordered them a couple of, of body suits, which were hilarious and they were good sports for wearing. Hunter, thanks for that. Although we did add some courtesy shorts. You guys are welcome. <laughs> um, but basically, you know, we had you guys, you and Ty come out in blue and pink and y'all found out I'm pretty sure about five minutes before the workout started what the gender was about 30 minutes yeah so we had time to plan what we were going to do yeah so nobody knew what the gender was except for my mom and then she told my brothers and then my sister who was going to be the judge and she randomly left the gym right after my mom told her and I was like where did she go because I was getting stressed I was like she needs to be here and my mom was like, she just went to get a prop. Don't worry about it. So I was like, all right. And they start their workout. You know, they're like pushing each other around, kicking over each other's equipment. It's hilarious. And then we get to the very end of the workout. Reagan is no repping each one of them on random stuff, which is so funny in itself. And out of nowhere, my brother Ty, he finishes the workout. He's in blue. I'm thinking that it's a boy this whole time. He's about to run across the finish line. And Reagan pulls out a banana out from her shorts where nobody has seen it this whole time and throws it on the ground. And you have to give it to my brother, Ty. He completely sold the slip and fall, but he tripped on that banana. Feet went up over his head. I'm pretty sure he hurt his hip after he that. He did. He, was, he bruised himself on that. I think he bruised himself for like a week after. Right. And then you run across the finish line in the pink. And I lost it. I mean, I bald cried because from the time my husband Lee and I got married, he's been telling me, you know, we're having four boys. His family, they're four all boys. You know, his, their family is all boys. You know, I just thought a girl wasn't in the cards for me, especially because I have my two nieces that I'm so close with. I just, I felt like God had blessed me with them because I would never have a girl of my own. I know that's a silly way to think, but it worked out. And now here we are with a little girl. And the best gender reveal ever, thanks to my brothers and my sister yeah, and my four, mom. Yeah, four out. nieces. Yeah, four now, yeah. but at the time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, people can go and watch it too on your Facebook page, right? Yeah, go check it out on Meredith uh, Meredith Owen Swindle's Facebook page. It's on my Instagram too. It's but. on your Instagram, yeah. It was really <laughs> funny. So uh, we're all excited to meet your uh, your daughter. I know she's going to be a beast and uh, watch out, Annie Thor's daughter. And, <laughs> 
all that. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I want her to do CrossFit after all this. <laughs> well, she'll be a beast at whatever she does. And I know we're all, we'll all love getting to watch her grow up. And there's been a lot of Coyote babies born this year. And so it's been so much fun. Um, so you've also stepped back into a coaching role, which is something you did uh, in the past at Cody. And then once you got into your competition career, you, you, you know, obviously wanted to spend all your time training, but now that you're kind of past that and, uh, you're wanting to pass on some of the stuff you've learned, not just to members, but also to the kids class and also to, to softball players. So tell us a little bit about, uh, that next step in your, in your career. Yeah. So to compete, obviously you have to be pretty self-centered. All your time is revolved around recovering and then working out. So I was I really had removed myself from the coyote community. I mean, I was at the gym all the time, but I was working out, so I didn't necessarily get to meet and talk with everybody. And so now that I've been able to jump back in the coaching role, it's been a lot of fun for me because I can dip back into the community and connect with all these people that I've been around and love, and we all have that shared sense of camaraderie um, with some added knowledge. You know, it's been five years since I've coached, and I've learned a lot in those five years, especially training and competing at the level that I did and um so it's it's been fun to help just people in general who are coming in to work out and help them just kind of understand what the point is of what they're doing and how to move correctly and all that kind of stuff but I really have a passion for young girls because you know growing up and y'all heard me talk about this so many times I just felt out of place as a athletic girl I felt like there wasn't a place for me and so I want there to be a place for these girls and so watching them come in and their eyes light up when they get their first toe to bar or watching them kick up into the handstand for the first time and feeling so strong and capable it just it makes my world and so that's one of the biggest things I've really enjoyed about the kids class specifically and this you know adding my softball girls in is just watching them accomplish things they never dreamed they could And then, you know, the other side is I I have been coaching softball this time while I was competing, and I've felt like I could only give them one piece of the puzzle, even though I know it takes three. It's not just how good they can pitch or hit or whatever. They've got to have good nutrition, and they've got to be conditioned in the right way and strong. And so being able to help them with the whole pie instead of just one piece is something that really – is validating for me that's awesome so what are, what are your plans going forward with that do you uh do you want to continue to try to grow the the training aspect of softball and working with younger people or what are you thinking direct what direction you think you're going to go with that yeah so we're coming off of a camp this past weekend that was really successful we had a bunch of girls come and um we ran them through workout and some different movements and then i sent them home with some programming and that's kind of where I'm starting to dabble in and hopefully head as I want to be able to give them sports specific programming and nutrition on their own. So basically I program what they're going to do each day. They take it to the gym and they can do it on their own. That way it's a lot more flexible schedule. If they can't come this day, they can do it another day because let's face it, we're all super busy, especially teenage girls. Um, So if, if I can get it to where they have the freedom to do it when they want and where they want. I feel like it'll kind of open up the door for them to be able to, you know, get a lot better without having to need me to sit there and babysit them or something like that. So that's where I'm headed. I don't know where it's going to, what it's going to look like yet or what it's going to involve into, but we're trying to uh, get there. That's awesome. 
Um, so before we wrap it up, is there any words of advice you have for women that are pregnant that are getting ready to, uh, you know, think about what they're going to do for their training wise and in the first trimester, especially, um, and, um, just how to help them get through that part and also mentally how to get past the, um, attachment to being the fit, the super fit person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the biggest thing that I heard when I first got pregnant was just listen to your body and you'll be great. But I spent my entire life ignoring my body. And so from what you're trained to do to the transition is going to be completely different. And the biggest thing that I did was I got a, a pelvic floor PT, um, shout out Jennifer. She's at uh, professional, how, what, what is their physical therapy place? Pete professional therapy solutions. Yeah. yeah over there. And she helped me realize, okay, look, these are the things you're looking for. You don't want when your stomach starts to separate, which mine already has, you don't want to see the coning because that can create a hernia. Those specific things is what you're looking for to keep your body healthy and then help with your postpartum recovery. So find someone who can tell you those specific things that way you can come into the gym and then tack the workout like you know you can and it makes you feel better to do so but with the parameters of this is what's safe and this is what's going to hurt your body so if you can get somebody like that to help you out then I think coming into the gym and just staying consistent is really what it's all about and I shout out to you Hunter the 50 workout challenge this year hit me right at the right time because that was right through the beginning of my first trimester and I already signed up for it so I was I was going to do it. I was going to make sure I got those 50 workouts and it held me accountable to come in every day. And the only time I felt good during my first trimester was the few minutes that I was doing that workout. So ladies out there, if you're nauseous and sick in that first trimester, try to get moving. It really does make a difference. Yeah. The, you know, the 50 workout challenge is designed to help people continue to come through the three busiest months of the year and finish the year strong. So that's good. I'm glad, glad it helped you. Three busiest or three sickest. Yeah. Or both. Yeah. Or both. Um, and one, you know, one, one final thing I wanted to circle back to is that transition out of competing. And you mentioned, you know, we do this for fun. And I think that's something that just gets lost in the shuffle for so many people when they come to the gym. And it's so easy for us to get obsessed with, did we get a PR or not? Or did we beat so-and-so or not? And remembering that ultimately none of that matters. What matters is the health and fitness habits that we're developing and, um, you know, the, the years we're adding on to our lives. So is there any advice for anybody who's listening who maybe they tend to focus too much on the competition side of things or take the local competition too serious or the opener, or the quarterfinals, or even maybe they made it to semifinals and um, it's they take it too serious? What, what advice would you have for those type of people? Yeah, and I'm going to be giving this advice to myself as well. Um, the leaderboard literally means nothing. You walk in, you put your time up, you talk about who won today – the leaderboard refreshes the next day. Everybody forgot who won yesterday and everybody's looking at the next day. So, you know, when you get caught up with your self-worth in that, it's just fickle and you'll never be happy. And so it's really just learning about how to find the little wins in each day. And for me, it went from being able to do this unbroken or this without having to stop and take a break to literally just walking in the door. So I went from one high to the lowest of lows and just realizing that none of it matters. I'm doing this right now for my baby and I was doing it then for myself. So, you know, if you're older and you have children, you're doing it to be here for them. And it, 
I think it's just looking at the reason that you actually do it out of the scope of aesthetics or vanity. That's good. That's really good. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to the next segment. Outside the box. <laughs> so what? Uh, do you have anything specific outside the box that you've been spending your time doing or watching or anything of note that you want to mention? I'm a little embarrassed to admit what my husband and I are watching because we're way behind the boat on this. But we just started Peaky Blinders and we watched it and couldn't stand it. And this time around, we started it with the subtitles. Yeah, you got to have World of Difference. Yeah. Um, so we're really enjoying that. But I think the show we lo- we watched before that was the uh, Squid Game, The Challenge, Thanks to You. Yeah. You gave me the advice on that one. And that one still kind of rings in my head. It was just so good. Yeah, that was that was such a good one. Yeah, uh, uh, a good pro tip is to put the subtitles on any British show. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You, you can follow along. Well, you uh, miss a lot. You yeah. don't realize how much you're missing just with the accents. They talk really fast, and then they have accents, and it's just you can. It's something about also listening and reading at the same time. You're able to process a, a lot more of, of what's happening too, and remember stuff. So, so true. Peaky Binders is a great one. Um, would anything else you want to recommend before we wrap it up? Um, I think just have a merry Christmas, everybody. Have a merry Christmas. Yeah, this will uh, come out the week. Uh, before Christmas, so uh, the 19th, so we're almost to uh, almost to Christmas, and we got the 12 days of Christmas workout on Saturday, which is always really fun. Um, I will recommend um, finish up the Crown. We finished the Crown's uh, mm. show last yes. night and uh, the series finale, and it was it was really sad actually, but um, also such a such a great show, so well done, and such a good insight into uh, how the uh, Queen Elizabeth and how the whole Crown uh, and Queen and now mm. King of England uh, operate and it's such a phenomenal thing. It's, yeah, and Diana. Really yeah, all of that. Yeah, really all of it. Yeah, it's super sad. Um, but it's such a great show. One of the best shows on that's been on TV ever. Probably definitely one of the best of the last few years. So check it out on Netflix. And if you haven't ever watched it, and that's another one to watch with subtitles. So definitely put the subtitles on <laughs> Absolutely. that one. Absolutely. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Meredith. I hope you guys uh, get a chance to take her class. She coaches a 2.30 class in Madison as well as uh, the kids' class in Madison. And then um, she has her softball class periodically, so be on the lookout for that. And make sure and go watch her uh, gender reveal on her Facebook or Instagram because you will like it, and there's been tens of thousands of views on it already. So it's uh, it's, it's definitely uh, uh, one to laugh at. So hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and we will catch you next time. silky smooth sounds.